Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. Do fairies mean well, or do they just enjoy making mischief? In this week's story, an old couple find out after the old man breaks his spell and his wife must confront the forest fairies. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Fairies collection, along with songs, activities, coloring sheets, and more. The Magic Cooking Pot There was once an old couple who lived together on a farm. It was a tidy little farm nestling between two hills with a forest fringing the far fields. Now as lovely as everything was on the farm, the most marvellous thing to be found on it was a cooking pot. But this was no ordinary cooking pot. It was a magic one. The cooking pot belonged to the old woman. It had been her mother's, and before that her grandmother's, And before that, her great-grandmother's. People said that her great-grandmother had been a fairy, and when she'd married into the mortal world, the fairies had given her the pot as a wedding gift. The remarkable thing about this pot was that no matter how much you ate from it, it would fill itself again with food until you told it to stop. There it sat on the hearth, the old woman's prized possession, all ready for the next meal. But the strangest thing was that every evening after supper, a wee fairy man would come skipping down the hill from the forest. Without so much as a please or a thank you, the fairy would scoop up the pot and make his way back to the forest. The old woman would always call after the fairy, A cooking pot needs meat and bones, be sure to bring it back with some. And sure enough, every morning the pot would be returned to the hearth in time for the old couple's breakfast. This went on year in, year out. Every day a fairy would appear and collect the pot, and every day the old woman would call out her chant, and the pot would be returned the following morning. One morning the old woman was called away from the farm to nurse a sick friend in a village some distance away. I'll be gone for a day and a night, and then some, she reminded her husband before she left. Be sure you remember to greet the fairy politely and to say the magic words to him. Of course I remember, old woman, the old man gruffly replied. When his wife had gone, the farmer made his way to the far fields to repair a fence. As he worked, he peered into the forest and that made him think about the fairies. He'd heard plenty of stories about the wee folk who were said to live there and they weren't all good. Sure enough, they might grant you a favour if you did them a good turn. But there were lots of stories about how fairies caused trouble by tricking people and bringing them bad luck. The more the old man thought about it, the more worried he grew. He didn't fancy meeting a fairy. And one of them was due at the cottage that very evening. What if he said something wrong and upset the wee creature? At the end of the day, the old man quickly packed up his tools and hurried home. Reaching the cottage... He shuttered the windows and locked the door with a great iron bolt. Then he jumped into bed and pulled the covers up over his head, lying there as quiet as a mouse. Well, it wasn't long before a fairy came skipping down the hill from the forest. Finding the door of the cottage shut and barred with iron, the fairy stomped his foot and flew to the top of the chimney. There he gave a whistle, and the cooking pot flew from the hearth right up the chimney and straight into his hands. Then down the fairy jumped, Up and over the hill he went and disappeared into the forest. After some time, the farmer peeked out from beneath the covers. Seeing no sign of the fairy, 
he felt a bit braver. With the fairy gone and the pot too, he set about scraping together a meal as best he could. Late the next afternoon, the old woman arrived home. Of course, the first thing she noticed when she stepped into the cottage was that the pot was missing. Maybe the fairy had already collected it, she thought. Or maybe he was late in returning the pot. When the old man came in, she asked, Husband, did a fairy come yesterday and collect the pot? The old man nodded his head. You did remember to say the words, didn't you? said the old woman. I forgot, mumbled the old man, not wanting to admit how frightened he had been. The old woman shook her head. Well, that's it then, she cried. I'll never see that cooking pot again. I'm sure they'll bring it back, said the old man. They won't, snapped the old woman. Will, argued the man. Will, won't, will, won't. They argued back and forth until they were hoarse. Then they both went to bed without any supper. But the old woman was right, for the next morning there was still no sign of the pot. She waited until the afternoon and then set out to fetch it back. Pulling on her cloak, the old woman set off uphill towards the forest. Reaching the edge of the fields, she climbed over the fence. A narrow pathway wound its way up through the leafy green woods. The old woman walked for some time. The trees grew thicker and the path narrower still. Just as the sun began to set, she came to a clearing. On the far side of the clearing rose a rock face and tunnelled into it the mouth of a large, dark cave. Taking a deep breath, the old woman stepped into the gloom of the cave. After a few minutes, her eyes adjusted to the darkness, and ahead of her she could see the glow of a fire which had burnt low. There, sitting on the glowing embers, was her pot. As she stepped forward to retrieve it, she noticed that all around the fire, fairy men were sleeping. They had brown ruddy faces and wore bright red caps. Lying alongside them were the fairy hounds. When they were awake, these dogs had eyes like saucers, long sharp teeth, and could run like the wind. The old woman didn't want to wake up the little men, and she definitely didn't want to wake up the fairy dogs. So she slowly reached out over their sleeping bodies and gently took hold of the pot. Then, just as she was creeping softly back towards the mouth of the cave, all of a sudden she stumbled over a stone and the pot clanged loudly against the cave wall. Roused by the noise, the fairy man jumped up. After her, after her, they shrieked. She's stealing our pot. As quick as quick, the old woman dashed from the cave and back down the path, easily outrunning the fairy man with their short legs. But soon she could feel the hot, damp breath of the fairy hounds upon her heels. She reached into the pot and took a great handful of meat and bones and threw them over her shoulder. The dog stopped and woofed down the food. Down the path the old woman ran. Once again she could hear the panting of the dogs close behind her. For a second time she threw down more scraps over her shoulder, not daring to stop or look back. And again the dogs lingered to gulp down the food. The old woman's legs were aching and she was beginning to tire. In the distance she could see the lights of the cottage dimly flickering. Summoning all her strength, she raced down the hill with the dogs in hot pursuit. They were howling now, and their paws thundered on the dewy wet grass. The old woman stopped one last time and turned the pot upside down, shaking all that was left inside it onto the ground, then stumbled on. 
Now that the old woman's strength was ebbing fast, the fairy hounds would easily catch her and take her back with them to fairyland, where the fairies would keep her forever and ever. But just then, the sun began to stir and creep over the horizon. The dark of the night began to lift, and the rooster in the farmyard gave an almighty crow. When the fairy hounds heard the crowing of the rooster, they took fright, for they were afraid of the daylight. They ceased their pursuit of the old woman, and as the first fingers of sunlight stretched across the hill, they began to whine and cower. With the sun warm upon her face, the old woman felt her courage come flooding back. She turned on the dogs and called, You've gobbled all the meat and bones. From this day forth you'll be getting none. These words ringing in their ears, the dogs turned with their tails between their legs and scurried back to the safety of the dark cave. Joyful with relief, the old woman ran in through the front door of the cottage to be greeted by her husband, who was very pleased to see her again. The fairies never again came to collect the pot, but it always remained full of delicious food. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.